0: Good morning for Monday, June 12, 2017. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page Lawyer amasses clout in the White House. Democrats face a growing divide of base versus party. And opioid crisis gives drug a boost tests don't. In today's national headlines, 50 years later, we are not unusual anymore. A classic work has painful resonance in Flint. And few Puerto Ricans vote to become the 51st state. In today's business headlines, GOP plan threatens flexibility of workers. Executives commit to foster diversity and inclusion. And former Amazon warehouse manager files suit for overtime wages. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Charles Blow. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Washington. Lawyer amasses clout in White House. Reported by Rebecca Ruiz and Sharon LaFranier. A new figure has swept through the West Wing lately. A man with silver hair combed back across his head rimless glasses perched on his nose, a white handkerchief tucked neatly into his suit pocket, a taste for legal pugilism, and an uncertain role in a building confronted by a host of political and legal threats. Mark Kazowitz, a 64-year-old New York civil litigator who represented President Trump for 15 years in business and boasted being called the toughest lawyer on Wall Street, has suddenly become the field marshal for a White House under siege. Kazowitz is a personal lawyer for Trump, not a government employee, but he's been talking about establishing an office in the White House complex where he can run his legal defense. His visits to the White House have raised questions about the blurry line between public and private interest for a president facing legal issues kasowitz has advised white house aides to discuss the inquiry into russia's interference in last year's election as little as possible two people involved said he told aides in one meeting who asked whether it was time to hire private lawyers that it was not yet necessary according to another person with direct knowledge Such conversations between a private lawyer for the president and the government employees who work for his client are highly unusual, according to veterans of previous administrations. Kazowitz bypassed the White House Counsel's Office in having these discussions, according to one person familiar with the talks, who, like others, requested anonymity to discuss internal matters and concerns about his role led at least two prominent Washington lawyers to turn down offers to join the White House staff. The president's private lawyer is representing only his interests, not the interests of the United States government or the individual interests of the White House staff, said Robert Bauer, who was White House counsel under President Barack Obama. The administration referred questions to Kazowitz. A spokesman for Kazowitz called the characterizations of his conversations with staff members inaccurate, but he would not specify how. The lawyers don't disclose conversations they've had with anyone, Mark Carallo, the spokesman, wrote in an email. Of course, people are free to hire a lawyer or talk to anyone they want. The line between government lawyers representing the administration and private lawyers representing the president was always somewhat vague but one key difference was that the president's conversations with private lawyers were protected by lawyer-client privilege, while those with his White House lawyers were not. This is the second story on today's front page. Democrats face a growing divide of base versus party. Reported from Dunwoody, Georgia, by Alexander Burns and Jonathan Martin. Democrats are facing an open breach between the demands for their political base and the strict limits of their power, as liberal activists dream of transforming the healthcare system and impeaching President Trump, while candidates in hard-fought elections ask wary independent voters merely for a fresh chance at governing. The growing tension between the party's ascendant militant wing and Democrats in the conservative-leaning terrain, where the party must compete to win power in Congress, was on vivid, split-screen display over the weekend in Chicago where Senator Bernie Sanders led a revival-style meeting of his progressive devotees, and in Atlanta, where Democrats are spending huge sums of money in hopes of seizing a traditionally Republican congressional district. It may be essential for Democrats to reconcile the party's two clashing impulses if they are to retake the House of Representatives in 2018. In a promising political environment, a drawn-out struggle over democratic strategy and ideology could spill into primary elections and disrupt the party's path to a majority. Sanders rallied his youthful, often raucous, coalition Saturday night at a gathering named the People's Summit. One Colorado couple hauled a banner through McCormick Place pleading with Sanders, a still independent Vermont senator, to create a People's Party... The current model and the current strategy of the Democratic Party is an absolute failure, Sanders said. The Democratic Party must finally understand which side it is on. Yet the party's elected leaders have taken as a model...